And welcome back to the True Patriot Podcast, folks. We have with us a very, very special guest. We've had uh, some local anglers of the year, but none at this level here. I would like to welcome to the show Mr. Chad Davison, reigning 2022 Angler of the Year of the All-American Kayak Series. Chad, brother, thank you for joining us here. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You know, it's uh, we we do our best to keep trying to grow this thing, and when we can uh, get a hold of hammers like you uh, out there, uh, this last season, I mean, to say it was epic for you would be an understatement. I think there was there was some deals that I mean, even you yourself had to be going. I don't know what it did, but it's got it. It's, it's working well, so keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like an imposter, you know, because <laughs> I, I mean, every tournament. Um, it was like, I never really saw it coming. Very few of them that I have any idea I would do as well as I did. And, um, it was just like, when I started the season, it was like three second places in a row, which, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, why can't I win one of these? But <laughs> at the same time, I'm like pretty happy with second place and to get it three, three in a row, it was just unbelievable. And, yeah. um, yeah, you just don't know. I don't know what I did but I just wanted to keep trying to do it again. So, well, I mean, I think you'd agree with me. It doesn't matter what vessel you're fishing out of. Our sport is a sport of momentum, man. And when you got it, just don't, you know, don't change your socks. Don't change your food. <laughs> just yeah, keep it going. I didn't wash my kayak all year. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, but yeah, um, it's it, in confidence, you know, uh, momentum and confidence. It, it, everybody always says it, but I mean, I could just feel it, you know, you just feel like something's going to happen. You know, if you're having a rough day, you just kind of, you're able to stay in it, uh, keep, keep in the zone a little bit easier just because you, you have that confidence that if you stick with it, something's going to happen. And, and it did a lot of times. It was amazing. You know, a fellow competitor, uh, and a good buddy of mine, Jordan Westerman, had a chance to chat with him. I uh, stayed at an Airbnb with uh, with him and a few other guys uh, at Lewis and Clark, and he said something. Um, and uh, Joshua Deal, actually, who is a pro who fishes on the Bassmaster side, he's a, he's a good friend. He's actually part of our Romans uh, Warrior Network. They both basically alluded to this very same thing, and that is when you get in that zone where the next decision is the right one and you know it's going to be the right one, no one can beat you like that. Because whether it is or isn't, you're still thinking it is, you know what I mean? And you can just keep adjusting until you find what you need. Um, and it it, they, it rang so true for me this year at the All-American All at Lewis and Clark, man. Uh, that was a tough fishery. Uh, and in that day, too, we made a charge. We were about a quarter inch out of second place. And if I could have called that last 15, we had a shot at winning that thing. You know, it was it was that close. And it is, man, when you, when you get in on it like that, Adversity doesn't matter anymore because you feel like I got this. I'm all right. We're going to stay after this and we'll, we'll get her done. Yep. Yeah, that for sure. And I mean, for me, like I, when it started to happen, I could almost feel it happening, you know, like, nice. Um, I mean, every tournament was a little bit different. Um, Kentucky Lake was the one which I actually finished second to, to Jordan on that one. Nice. But um, I, you know, I, I, on day two, I mean, I think I was in the top 10, but I wasn't really in uh, a strong position going into day two. And, uh, 
you know, I struggled. I didn't have a single fish. I didn't catch a single fish before noon. And oh, wow. I was just, I was totally struggling. And I just kind of, uh, I just decided I have a lot of confidence in, uh, in those, uh, uh Berkeley Fritz side, uh, square bills. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was just like, I'm just gonna, I, I didn't know what else to do. I was just really kind of no energy. I was just kind of starting to lose all my, my will to keep fishing and i just decided i enjoy throwing that bait i'm like if I, i'm just going to start throwing something that i have confidence in and that i i enjoy throwing and i mean it wasn't like probably 10 minutes and i caught a five pounder and then <laughs> and then i just the next like the next two and a half hours or so it was it was on you know and that's awesome it just uh yeah and it, it, it was just like and i could almost feel it i could just like it's starting to happen, you know, they're turning on and it's, and, you know, I really got in the zone. I really got my momentum back. And that's um, awesome. So, you know, it can happen quick. It does. It does, man. And that's, yeah. When you start, like I said, we said at the beginning of this, when that momentum is landing on you, ride that, you know, bad boy, drive it till the wheels fall off of it for sure. So for, for those of us out there, I, I told you this uh, prior to the recording. Normally I do a ton of research on the people that I, that I bring on, but I didn't with you on purpose because I wanted it just to be a, a genuine introduction. I, this is the first time you and I have ever spoken. I didn't get an opportunity to, um, to see you at Bull Shoals when I was down there. I didn't get a chance. I was on the, I, I actually chose the other end of the lake, which was not a smart move uh, <laughs> by the end of the day. Um, just not to go on a tangent here, but your buzz bait bite, that's all I was throwing that entire weekend. I was on the wrong damn side of the lake because <laughs> everything I was finding was like that big. <laughs> and you were just, it just, it seemed to me that that was the most consistent bite I found was that buzz bait. And I would match it up with, you know, throw, pitching some jigs here and there, but that buzz, they wanted to come after it, but I just couldn't find the quality that you guys were finding on the other end of the you know world over there. I yeah. was, I was cleared down there, but yeah. That was definitely in an area that had some big fish in it. And, and, and it was, uh, I had a, I had a, a video that was a, probably one of the coolest videos I had all year of that buzz bait, that big buzz bait fish. It was 22 and a quarter. Yep. And, uh, um, I, um, you know, it, it's kind of deceiving because everybody thought I caught all my fish on the buzz bait, but, um, actually caught, I did catch on the, the first day I caught several on the buzz bait, but, um, uh, I missed quite a few on the buzz bait that they yeah. weren't eating it good. And then I caught some, um, in practice, I actually found them in that area. I was, uh, pitching a, uh, like a 10 inch worm. Oh, nice. And, uh, and so that's kind of how I was catching them in practice. And then the, the morning of the tournament, um, it just felt right to me for a buzz bait mm -hmm. and, um, and they, and you know, they, that did account for, um, several of my bigger bites, but then on day two, like it got super cold and, uh, overnight in the morning bite, uh, it was kind of like Kentucky Lake. I was having trouble even getting a bite and I was really struggling, but in the afternoon, the bite turned on for me and nice. I started throwing it. The wind was blowing a lot more. And so the buzz bait wasn't really as good because there's too much, too much surface action. But, um, uh, but I started throwing a spinner bait and I started whacking good ones again on the spinner bait and almost nice. the same spot that I caught them on the buzz bait. So, but That's yeah, awesome. the buzz bait, 
it's always it's it's a big fish bait, and um, you know if you can get them to eat it, you'll catch good ones on it. And uh, yeah. you know there's a there's a few baits that are always known to be big fish baits, and a jig is one of them, and yeah. uh, and a buzz bait is definitely one of them. And um, you know I I I caught the big bass for that uh, that big bass 250 tournament at Lake of the Ozarks that ended up. Uh, I think I won twelve thousand five hundred overall, and and caught it on the buzz, same buzz bait. So that's uh, awesome. It's, it's man. a huge bait for me this year. It's, yeah, it's a crocagator head knocker buzz bait, and and uh, it it's got a unique sound, and it just draws big bites, and uh, um, it's it's been kind of my go to this year. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Yeah, when you uh, when you find them and it's and it's working like that, there was, I've I've had similar instances where certain uh, I'm I'll throw a swim bait just about any any time of the year um, in the right circumstance with the right retrieve and there's been times where I just, I could not keep them off of the swim bait. You know, I mean, it just every time throw it out and you know, lean back into them, there they are every time. And yeah, when you find it, you can take it pretty much all over the country in just about any condition. If you, you know, have, have that, like we t- said before, that confidence isn't, I mean, that's where it's at for sure. So when so you let, say a, when you say a swim bait, are you yeah. talking about like the big glide baits? Or no. Are you talking about like a, um, like a five inch or a four inch, yep. uh, like a paddle tail? Yep. Yep. Paddle, uh, basically with, you know, when anybody who knows me knows that, that, and, and I know that this will come back to bite me one day, but dude, I just, the, the inner cheap in me just is not going to pull the trigger. I know a hundred and some odd dollar, uh, you know, lure. I get upset when I see these jerk baits going for 25 bucks a piece. Cause there's no damn reason for it. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I see many other jerk baits and yes, there's some slight differences, this and that, but it's not like you got gold laid in there that needs to jack that up. They do it. Cause you and I'll pay it, you know, to, right. <laughs> to get these. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't glide. I don't do that uh, level of fishing. Um, my swim baits are, are, you know, uh, I don't have any one particular brand at this point, you know, that I'm stuck on. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. A lot of times what I do is when I go to these, these places I've never been, I find that local tackle store. I'll find like a local gas station that sells tackle and I'll see what they're lining their shelves with. Because if a gas station's got some tackle on their shelves, chances are the only tackle they're going to put up there is the stuff that works and the stuff that people around there want. Yeah, you know, and so I basically just try to key in on and yeah, shoot at Lewis and Clark. This is no joke. Over at, uh, if I can remember the name of the town that is on the far east side, over there, um, I stopped in this little like a like a bomb guard, kind of like a hardware tackle type place. In the clearance bin was a couple packs of these uh, net baits little tiny uh, craws, which was finally what I'd been looking for because I didn't have anything with me that was the right profile that I wanted and the right color. And I found those in a clearance bin, dude. And that's what literally that and my all-terrain finesse jig is all I smoked them on on day two was just that stuff, you know, and and half the time with my soft plastics, that's, you know, that's where we, we get a lot of success with that. But yeah, I can't, uh, I can't spend 150 bucks on a bait that I know is, you know, Maybe it's my Midwest upbringing. Too many toothy critters out there, man. <laughs> Take away one of those. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know what it is. It's that's just something that I, I just keep resisting. The, I have so many people around me that have, are like, man, 
we need to go swim bait fishing or we need to you need to try this big i don't even know what they're all called i mean yeah. um you know all these different big expensive swim baits and glide baits and stuff and it just doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, I just, me I don't know what it is. I, maybe I'm getting too old or, <laughs> or maybe, I mean, I honestly, I, I, I'm sure I, I'll be prove, proven wrong, but I just don't, I feel like those are very situational for tournaments and those situations are few and far between. That's, that's yep. what I feel. Um, somebody could prove me wrong, but for consistency, in tournaments i just don't feel like they're the way the way to go and especially not for me because i mean i have so much confidence and experience with so many other baits that i don't know why i would i would try and change it up at this point but you know i think it'd be maybe fun like if you know we were just to go out for fun fishing or whatever and just you know take those things and sling them around for half a day and just see what came out of it but i i agree with you man i mean when we're in the tournament and everything's on the line there no i'm going with what i know what i trust and uh yeah that's that's gonna be where i'm gonna stick and not not look for that one bite every four hours <laughs> yeah, yeah it i mean it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game really yeah for sure so what is it that chad davison does when he's not tearing up lakes out there and chasing green and brown fish what do you do for a living man uh well i'm uh, a locksmith i work for uh university nice. of missouri healthcare system um it's a big um healthcare system here in nice. columbia missouri where the university of missouri is we've got it's like five hospitals and then probably i don't even know how many clinics there's dozens and um i i basically take care of the locks and keys and uh and access control stuff for for all of the hospitals and clinics which is a there's me and one other other guy that that run the we run the key shop and uh it's it's a lot um it keeps me keeps me busy for my real job for sure i was gonna say and so doing that and on top of that then you're obviously you must have been there for a while to be able to get the get the freedom to be able to flow to a lot of these these tournaments and so forth is that uh is the the goal to get to the point where you're fishing full time and then and that's it or are you just kind of taking it day by day yeah um yeah i've worked there for uh 16 years and uh you know at this point you know i'm kind of uh committed as far as uh you know thinking about retirement and stuff i'm still on the uh, original pension plan so nice uh, nice. you know it it, that would be hard to leave but um and and i do i have built up a significant we get a lot of vacation and um and uh so you know that does help uh, pretty flexible and i'm able to take off when i for the most part um, i'm able to get off for tournaments and stuff so that's you know awesome. that's, a, that's a huge factor um as far as like fishing professionally i i don't i don't really see that ever happening um hey, I, man, jody yeah. jody queen has blazed the path for us man he started this <laughs> stuff at 50 and look at the guy where he's at now. He's like one of the one of the elite ever that our sports ever seen. You know, in seven years, the guy is Mister Consistent. You know, well for sure. And I, I, it's certainly possible. I mean, I think it would require, um, and and I'm, Jody's obviously got that figured out. You got to be able to make money yeah. other ways besides tournament winnings. Because, Isn't that the truth? I mean, I, I had probably. You know, it could very well be the best year I'll ever have in my life. Um, and, uh, 
I mean, I won over $30,000 fishing kayak tournaments and I've been working on my, uh, my paperwork to start getting ready for, for taxes and uh, (laughs) adding up all my expenses. And I didn't make any money. I mean, I I spent every bit of what I won and, you know, some of it was like, I bought a second kayak and I bought new electronics for my kayak this year. You know, it's all stuff I can ride off and it's, kind of still stuff i have to show for it but the reality is i mean i didn't didn't keep any of the money it's all spent so um people don't realize that brother they (laughs) they just they don't get it uh you know when when you know they hear what you do uh because this is what i do for a living here and and make no mistake i do not make money doing this (laughs) um and you know that that point that you just made there people don't realize the amount of expense that's involved in this you know, it's it's why we push so heavy with the True Patriot to get support so that we can, you know, be in a position to take these guys out because it's expensive to take them out, you know, from gas to equipment to make sure that they don't, it doesn't cost them a single dime. You know, we want to cover all this stuff. And yeah, man, it, it just starts adding up when you're traveling around. That's, uh, and yeah, especially like you said, when you're getting electronics and gear like that, good night. That'll, uh, yeah. that adds up in a hurry. I mean, I'm in better shape than I was. I, I like you. I I fished out of a bass boat for about twenty five years. Nice. And uh, you know, I I had some successful years. Uh, nowhere ever even close to the amount of winnings that I had this year out of the kayak. Sure. And the expenses were so much more. <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, I feel. I honestly feel like I I have so much extra money since I sold my bass boat. Yeah. Even fishing all these kayak tournaments. Um, I mean, you know, the boat payment insurance and the huge amount of repairs that I, I had, you could pretty much budget, you know, thousands of dollars in boat repairs every year. And, uh, and just all of that, the gas was just ridiculous and oil and all that stuff. So I'm so much happier and I fish so much more relaxed out of the kayak, just not having to worry about all of those expenses. Exactly. Uh, but it's still not cheap. I mean, driving across the country to go fish a a Bassmaster event, you know, that's eleven 1, hundred miles each way, and hotel <laughs> and and entry fee and all that stuff, <laughs> still adds up really quick. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm very thankful that I did not ever have to fill up my 55 gallon tank that was on my uh, on my uh, 2020 Nitro that I had. Um, we 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 made the decision last January to withdraw our, our, uh, registrations to the MLF. We hung that up and went all in on the kayak side. And thankfully the boat stayed in my garage until we sold it. I think I ended up finally selling it like August, September. I kept saying I was going to put it up, but I just never did never put it. I told a few people it's up for sale, but I just didn't advertise it. (laughs) And I don't know if it was in the back of my head. There's like, man, am I sure I want to do this? But yeah, within 30 days it sold. Um, and I'm very thankful that I never had to fill that gas tank up with these prices that were out there this year. Good. Oh, goodness gracious. That was horrible. And, and usually what I was doing was burning, you know, a tank of gas to get to a spot and risk, risk a lot of damage to my boat in the process. And the spot I was trying to get to was one that now I can just go put in there in the kayak. You know, I can just drive there and, and put my kayak in, in that spot. And I don't have to go 40 miles way up, you know, way on the other end of the lake, go way up a Creek and, and dodging 
you know, trees and trying to stay in the channel. And, and, you know, I, I did the last year I owned my bass boat. I hit, hit a tree at Truman Lake. I was just getting ready to say, you must be talking about Truman because goodness, that's a landmine field. It cost me a number of prop shafts and, uh, and I hit a, I had a, a ranger, um, a 21 foot ranger. And, uh, I, I was going about 40, 45 miles an hour. And I got a little bit out of the channel trying to run up Tebow Creek and it's, it's treacherous. And I really had no business trying to do it, but, um, uh, hit this tree that was probably 18, 20 inches in diameter. And, uh, I mean, it sounded like a, sounded like a head head on collision in a car, you know? And, uh, I mean, I didn't like lose control of the boat or anything, but um, it spider cracked the gel coat all oh. the way down one side of my, the bottom of my hull and uh, the insurance paid for it, you know, but it was over $10,000 in fiberglass repairs. And, uh, you know, that I was like, that's it. I'm, you know, I'd already put in, uh, had to replace the prop shaft twice because you know, even at a fast idle, you hit a stump or something, and it seems like it bends the prop shaft, and that's twelve hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and you can only do so many insurance claims before it's going to catch up to you. <laughs> I mean, right. Right. Um. Yeah. It was just like I just got tired of it. It was taking all the fun out of it, and I'm just trying to get up to these places that other people aren't getting to. You know, and yeah. And now, you know, I, I, I those are the places you're easily able to get to in the kayak tournaments and uh it's so cool i've been fishing parts of these lakes that i've fished these lakes most of my life and i'm fishing areas on these same lakes that i've never been to before that's awesome out of the kayak because you know now it's super easy to get there but you know i fished uh through the ozarks there and i fished truman twice out of my bass boat and i i come home and I really thought that Truman was going to be, you know, my, my jam for sure, just because I had been told, you know, that it's a good, you can get on a good shallow bite there. And, you know, for me, I live in the swamps, man. I'm a skinny water guy. That's, that's where my roots are at. Um, and after I left there with my boat, I, I come home and I told my wife, I don't ever want to go back there. That is so nerve wracking. I mean, I had to idle up this this uh, uh, this arm, this creek arm, I idled for probably two and a half miles to make sure that the pathway that I was taking was going to be safe. And so then once I was I was, you know, I had to go back and, and drop some uh, some red marks on one path because I bumped something. So I'd literally mm-hmm. back up and I'd go the other direction so I could get a good path, you know, in there. And then I could come back at speed and run it back, you know, this and that. But yeah, that was on tournament day, it's like, you know, please just, you know, no errand wave that takes me down an extra six inches and now I'm going to hit something, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, it was, but now, uh, after, after, you know, I told the wife that it was my least favorite. Then I go and I fish the open last year with the all American out of my, out of my unlimited. And I come back going, okay, I actually love this place. I mean, this is all right. I, this it's, you know, it's challenging. I love it, but yeah, I'm, I'm down for Truman now, man. It's no worries. Like you said, I, I, oh, can, man. I can go drop in anywhere. When the water level gets just right there at Truman, uh, you'll hang up your bass boat on every tree that you can, it's like you float <laughs> over it just enough and then your hull will hang on it. And High you gotta like try and, yeah, you gotta try and spin off of it. And, and uh, <laughs> sometimes you have to use the big motor to try and get off of it. And it, it seems like 
it, it, there's a certain water level it gets at where those those trees are all at just the right depth and you'll just hang up on every one of them and i used to get so frustrated with that but um it's a it's a really cool lake i fish it uh it's so much more relaxing to fish it now because yeah. i just and you can get in between trees and stuff yeah. you know it's like before you know you're trying to navigate a path where you'll fit through the trees now with the kayak it's really easy to get around so agree so many advantages yep yeah for sure and that's uh that is absolutely uh, one of the things we love so much and that's what we were talking about before when we see these schedules one of the things that i appreciate about the all-american and, and chime in here uh, and and agree or disagree with me, but one of the things that I love so much about the all American kayak series is that it's a professional series with literally some of the most dangerous and best hooks in the, in the entire nation that are fishing this thing. Um, and yeah, we are centered in the Midwest for sure. But when you look at it, we're going to bodies of water that kayaks can get on man that can exploit really good fisheries we're not going and hitting the same old same old stuff like like other series might go do um yep and it's one of the things that draws me you know to it like we were talking i i have my choice man this is what i do for a living i have a choice of where i want to drive and listen 12 hours or 15 hours i'm foggy and worn out at the end of 10 anyway so it doesn't really matter <laughs> the older i get the less hours i want to put on the road but we do it obviously because it's part of the gig but so you know hitting these in missouri for me you know hitting that or 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 iowa or uh, arkansas texas these are all you know 12 hour runs for me and so we looked at that and that was one of our deciding factors is that the all-american kayak series takes us to bodies of water that that aren't the same old same old and they're they're bodies of water where kayaks shine on them man and and when you put some creativity to it you know, you look at it. I mean, when, when they're, when we're pulling 90 plus a day to, you know, to get the top five, that tells you something about the guys you're fishing against and about the fishery that we're on, man. That's uh, that's good stuff. Well, I mean, I think obviously, uh, I, I, first of all, I'm super grateful. Um, I mean, I'm lucky. I, I mean, I fish Mo Yak here in Missouri and Joshua Booth runs that. And then uh, him and Tyler Cole started the All-American Series a couple of years ago. And so, I mean, he's a great tournament director. Um, and, Agreed. you know, I just, I feel super fortunate to be able to fish Moyak and have such a strong club right here in my backyard. And then for him, them to start another series to allow us to expand outside, uh, you know, all over the Midwest. And I mean, it's, I would say as much of a national trail as oh, any yeah. of them are. Um, the the only thing that they're lacking at this point because they're so new, it just takes a while to to get your numbers up. And sure. um, they're they're going to get there, and and they're they're building it. It's happening. Um, I think I think uh, this coming year twenty three is going to be the best year yet. Um, but you know that's really the only thing they're lacking. And I think it's probably one of those deals that when it starts to happen it's going to kind of happen exponentially. Yep. Um, and uh, last year, I know it was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, I think, I don't know, I don't know exactly, you know, if it was gas prices or if it was, you know, they, they were doing Saturday and Sunday events and, you know, they went from uh, a one day event to two day events, which I, I personally like the two day events, but this and 23, they're doing, um, 
uh, Friday, Saturday events, yep. which uh, it suits me uh, better uh, personally. I know it may be hard for some people uh, if, you know, that's may mean a little bit more uh, vacation used to get off work or they may not be able to get off work. But I think for a lot of people uh, like myself, having that Sunday to be able to get home yep. uh, from some of these long drives will be really helpful. I don't, several times last year, I, you know, fished for four or five days. And then after the tournament was over, I drove eight or 10 hours home and got home in the middle of the night and then got up and went to work the next day. Yeah. And that was super brutal. Uh, yeah. And so um, I've, I mean, I think that'll work out good for a lot of people. You know, nothing's yeah. going to fit everybody, but um, they're, they 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 keep tweaking it, and yep. um, and I think they keep making it better. So, well, and it's uh, and they've it's, got a cool schedule this year. So, and it's based on angler feedback, right? I mean, that's the thing. Joshua and Tyler are constantly pinging us up in the Facebook group and trying to get you know a feel for what the anglers are looking at. So it's, I mean, it's angler you know driven. And their decisions are clearly done with us in mind. And that's something I truly, truly do appreciate is that, yes, it's a business to run, but business isn't taking top priority. You know, right. the, ang the anglers competing is what their top priority is, which what, what you build with that, in my personal opinion, is loyalty. You know, and that's that's where we find ourselves. Like I said, I, I wanted Bass to really put out a good schedule and really jump into it for sure. You know, and unfortunately, I I, I was not as impressed when when everything dropped at the end of it. I was like, well, okay, well, that makes it easy to, for us to, you know, decide where we're going to fish and how we're going to fish. <laughs> right. But, it, you know, it's, yeah, time and time again, uh, we find ourselves at the All-American. Um, I can tell you. We were in Team New Canoe. We were talking about our, our tournament teams. You know, Derek Brunson's a big one with New Canoe, and that, that guy's a total stick out on the East Coast there. And um, and one of the things we were talking about was about, you know, the uh, you know different sponsorships and how our teams look. And they mentioned the top three, they said, you know, pro series. And I quickly said – you might want to also go ahead and add in the mix, the all American kayak series <laughs> that I typed in there. It's like, you know, if, it, cause like you said, it's just, people haven't heard of us, heard of it yet. Um, but when they look at it, you tell me the diversity and where we go, you know, I've got pins all over the U S of where these lakes are at on our schedule and we're all over the place comparatively speaking to the other series. The other series are looking for, you know, participation numbers. That's, you know, that's kind of where they bake a lot of their lakes on. Um, yeah, but we are all over the place. So you're, you have a chance to bring in a lot of locals from different, different venues like that. So, yeah. And yeah. that Mo Moyak series, man. So in Moyak country there, you guys, I am so jealous of uh, you Missouri anglers down there because one of the things I love about Ozark land is people like anglers. Well, you yeah, know, it's, it's, I mean, it's <laughs> part of, it's part of life down there. Springfield, you know? Missouri is basically the bass fishing capital of the United States. So Heck I mean, yes. we're, we're, we're right in the middle of it here. Heck yeah. And what, where are you at? Are you in, uh, I live in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's, I am dead center, uh, yeah. between Kansas city and St. Louis. Um, for, for me, um, you know, the tournaments are a little bit further, uh, than for a lot of the guys because uh, most of our lakes are in the southern half of the state and I'm right on the northern edge of that. Yep. Lake of the Ozarks is the closest for me and it's uh, about an hour and 20 minutes. But um, 
you know, uh, Table Rock Lake is three and a half hours or so. Bull Shoals yeah. is like four hours, and you know, so there it's not it's still not too bad. I, I really have no room to complain. Um, but yeah, we're so fortunate here. Bass fishing is huge, and we got so many lakes to choose from. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of boat tournaments here too. Um, but uh, yeah, bass fishing is huge for sure. That's I keep trying to convince my wife to get a condo, you know, so Missouri would be a great place, you know, to stay for, you know, three, four months out of the, out of the year. And then we can come back home here, you know, once all the snow's gone and everything, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I figure, you know what, that's nice and central. You can fish, you know, dang near 11 or 12 months out of the year, you know, out there. So yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's always somewhere to go. So, occasionally the lakes will freeze over, but I mean, there's, there's places you can fish. We, there's a lot of great rivers here in Missouri too. Yeah. I think maybe that's overlooked sometimes. Um, but you know, uh, you know, we have like, they're, they're like smallmouth uh, streams and rivers, uh, the Gascade nice. river and the piney. And I mean, there's so many, I, I could list a bunch, but um, you know, awesome. those, we, we fish those all winter long and um, that really great fishing in the winter. Um, awesome. And it's a great time to be out there because it's, super peaceful very scenic and uh you just see very few people um so it's you know it's a great time to be out so yeah there's a lot of options even in the winter time good stuff good stuff so and speaking of missouri a staple in missouri has got to be everhart's outdoors um you know that's i literally when i had a chance to fish the open i took a picture of my my, my big head right next to the everhart sign because i finally had a chance to make it there and uh and stop and i met jared uh foswell there and uh i got a chance to chat with him and and talk a little bit there during that what how did you get involved with everhart's because you're you're part of team everhart's right on the, old, on the old town they, side yeah they yep. they don't have a like a real huge uh pro staff uh we we do have a uh, half a dozen or so yep uh, that represent everhearts and uh i just kind of that kind of fell in my lap i was really lucky i was making the transition from the bass boat into the kayak world and uh um there was actually uh jeremy mitchell if you uh know who that is you know heard the, he, heard the uh, name Yep. Um, he does a similar thing, uh, that you do, uh, getting veterans out in kayaks. Um, he works with the fallen outdoors a lot nice. and, and he takes them out on those, uh, those, uh, smallmouth, uh, the Ozark smallmouth streams and rivers that I was talking about. Sweet. Um, he invited me, uh, to go on the Gasconade river. Um, it was, uh, I think it was probably December ish when I, I just started kayak fishing never been on a river in a kayak or fished a river like that. Um, and he took me out and, um, you know, we kind of hit it off. And, uh, at the time he was on the Everhart's pro staff and, uh, he kind of got me, uh, hooked up, you know, we fished several times together and got to know each other. Um, got me an invite to be on the team and, and that just kind of took off from there. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, now I'm, um, I've been fortunate to, I'm on the, the old town, uh, pro staff as well. And so that fits really well with Everhart's They're an old town and new canoe, new canoe uh, dealer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're one of the, the top kayak dealers in the state for sure. And, uh, they sell, uh, I mean, they get them in by the, by the tractor trailer load full yep. and, um, it's a great place to go buy a kayak and they got a, a good 
showroom back there where you can where you can see them all and um it's it's been a great deal for me because not only do they have kayaks but they have uh, a huge fishing section yes hunting and um and it's so a, i you know it's a great deal for me as a pro staff to be able to take advantage of all the the wide variety of stuff that they carry dude it's a it's a destination for sure if you're if you're you know going to lake true you know truman lake of any kind you got to go to everhart's i mean just stop in the people there were ridiculously friendly to me they didn't know me from adam i walk in there and you know was greeted and and constantly people you know there to help you if you wanted you know i was just poking around looking at different things and then of course i saw the new canoes back there i'm like hey ended up actually trying to help you uh, help you guys sell one there because a guy was asking you know i'm not sure if that'd be stable and i'm like oh trust me yeah <laughs> and so i gave him a quick rundown on a couple of things on the new canoe and uh yeah that was uh it was it was super super cool uh seeing that place and like i said that just have the the wide selection friendly stab you, you gotta stop it man it's uh if you if you like fishing you like hunting you have to go to everhart's at least once um yep i usually i, I usually have to allow at least several hours <laughs> uh, I, the last time i went there recently uh, and uh um, I literally, uh, it's a couple hour drive for me. And so right. when I decide to go, I mean, I, I took a day off of work, drove there. I was there like four hours, you know, <laughs> hanging out, talking to everybody there and looking at, you know, I, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I've got some really great sponsors and a lot of them, uh, are all together there at Everhart's. Um, that's I awesome. Mean, uh, you know, old town and, uh, uh, Crocagator Bay Company that they're they've got a full line of Crocagator there at Everhart's and then um, with Gorilla Grip gloves they sell those and with Cash and Rods they have a great selection of Cash and Rods nice. and uh, so it's a it's a great synergy and um, I'm able to go there and kind of kill a lot of birds with one stone really so that's um, awesome every, everything I need is there now dungarees you have those guys listed up here how did that come about because that's now or is this a clothing clothing company is that what that dungarees is yeah it, it's kind of a cool story um it's kind of the uh it, it's what dungarees is is they're a, they're actually a a brick and mortar uh clothing retailer uh based here in columbia missouri they also oh. have a location in, in st charles and they're uh they're a huge Carhartt retailer. They have a lot of other outdoor brands like uh, Dry Shot and uh, Timberland Pro and just a huge list of, of uh, th that type of clothing for like working people, outdoors people. Yeah. And, um, but they, all, they have a, they sell, uh, I'd say the vast majority of their sales are online uh, nice. at uh, dungarees.com. Uh, you can go and they got free shipping over $55 and, um, they got a huge selection, a great website, customer service is really good. So, good um, you know, I, I was really fortunate. Um, they were one of my, my first sponsors, my first true sponsors. And, um, basically it was a deal where I had been a customer of theirs for a long time. And, um, I was trying to think of, you know, I was trying to think outside the box, uh, yep. non-endemic sponsors, sponsors that aren't current you know aren't already like obviously involved in fishing yeah and uh and, and i thought of them and um you know they're a family-owned business i basically wrote up a proposal um with my kind of like a red my fishing resume what i felt like i could do for them what i was looking for why i liked them and i basically emailed it 
uh, to the owner. And uh, it was one of those deals where you're like, you know, you're not really expecting anything to come of it, but you, yeah. you give it a try. And he was really receptive to it. And now um, I've been with them going into my fourth year and um, they, they're really excited about what I'm doing. And um, Heck yeah. uh, it's, it's been a great, it's been a great partnership. I've found a lot of their products are really great for kayak fishing. Um, I'm, I've been wearing the same Carhartt rain suit for going into my fourth year now. Good and it's, it's been great. I use uh, the dry shod hunting boots in the kayak for colder weather. And, um, you know, they I just got car. I'm, I'm pretty much uh people that know me i'm always in carhartt like not <laughs> like a, i'm not the most like uh super fashionable guy i just wear what <laughs> is comfortable and what's functional for me and yep. uh pretty much carhartt everything for me so that's awesome <laughs> it's been a great deal but that's super cool yeah and, and you're right man when you uh you know i've been doing this a lot of years and when you send off night you know 100 proposals you're gonna get um, 99 of them, you'll never hear a single thing. And then the last one usually comes back with thanks anyway. Um, you know, in, and, and I think maybe like what we were talking about earlier, it helps being in your neck of the woods there where angling and fishing and the business side of fishing is a little more well-known. They see the benefits of it. Um, they know that the demographics of the, the market share that we target is very dedicated. And once they lock in, man, they are loyal to a fault you know, to brands. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's cool to see that, uh, that comes through like that. We, uh, we on the same note locked up, uh, we're, we're going to be making a bigger announcement, but a, a non-endemic that you mentioned, that is such a key, key factor for, for our sport as a whole, and especially for anglers to get a shot to do things, you know, forward is that non-endemic piece, not tied to our industry. Cause there's only, there's only so many companies tied to our industry and there's only so yeah. much money and you, neither you nor I have a name that even rhymes or sounds like Van Dam or Iconelli. So, you know, it's like there's that money's kind of, you know, bought up by a lot of the, 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 you know, big stuff out there. So when we can step outside the box, man, that's a, that's a cool deal. That's awesome to see that gorilla grip, you know, that's kind of non endemic, but at the same time, not really. I mean, that's I, I see those gloves. Those things are fantastic fishing gloves, man. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I I don't go fishing <laughs> without those gloves on, and um, those blue fingerless ones that you're talking about. Um, I mean, cold weather. They have their cold weather gloves, which I wear those when it gets super cold. But the rest of the time, those blue fingerless ones are for the for the price i mean they had a deal where they they were in a, a a large number of the walmart stores and they had a display and they were selling them three pairs for 10 bucks so i mean Good we're not Lord. talking about a lot of money here and the and and i had one pair the first year i started wearing them which is before i was actually sponsored by them um like i wore the same pair all year i just kept washing them and they they started to get faded out and stuff, but they, I mean, you can wash them over and over and over again. So wow. it's not like you just wear them one time and, uh, and they got, you know, there's a ton of advantages for kayakers. You, they, uh, it's, it's in the name that they, they give you a good grip, which is important when you're trying to cast Huge. and your hands are wet or whatever, or if you're trying to hold a, a fish on the board and you're trying for it not to, to slide off, squirt out and, and go over the side of the boat. Um, or if you're trying not to get fined, which, uh, one of my buddies in Moyak had a deal where he got spined and it got infected 
and oh. they had to they had to they was like really bad they had to split his hand open and and basically uh try and heal it from the the inside out and uh Good it was a bad deal yeah and so i mean uh you know they, they they'll protect you from all kinds of things and uh you know so you know i i, I wear them all the time i I wore gloves even before I wore some sun gloves before that. They also protect your, your hands from the sun, which is important too. Yep. And so, I mean, they, they got a, a, a lot of, um, a lot of ways that they help you. And, uh, you know, I, I don't even, I, I feel naked when I don't have them on, when I, <laughs> right. when I have them on, I don't even think about it. They're just super comfortable. So, um, you know, I, I can't really think of a good reason not to wear them. So, yep. Um, those have been great. For those of us out here in Colorado, our our son tries to kill you every day. It is so more, it's so intense out here. It's uh, the thin atmosphere because of our elevation, you know, 10 minutes out here is, 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 you know, basically the equivalent to like 30, 30 back there at sea level. Um, it's literally that potent out here. So yeah, there's no joke, man. I'm, I'm, I'm covering up as much skin as possible when I'm out there with sun gloves or whatever, but I got to admit, man, that the gorilla glove uh, concept, you know, just that having that extra grip piece, like, like with a paddle or your net, uh, yeah. fishing pole for that matter. I mean, yep. just anything on there. So I'm, I'm probably going to end up, uh, and end up getting me a pair this year, just to test them out and see how it goes there and uh, see what we can do with that. Cause I like that idea quite a bit. Um, some of the others here, we have crank wraps. That's, uh, that's uh, one of those, uh, that's that roll up deal, right? Did you get all your crank baits and everything in? Well, no, actually. Um, and I, I, I'm prepared here. Hey, look uh, at this. Yeah, uh, this is my first rodeo here. Um, so this is how they come. It's a sheet, uh, and they're basically oh. like they're self-adhesive. Um, this one is for the Spro mixed stick jerk bait, um, and so you peel them off and you stick them on uh, your hard bait. They what? they have them they have them custom templated for uh, a huge number of different baits, everything from glide baits to you can put them on spinner bait blades or square bills and jerk baits. Um, I actually have, this is one of my favorite colors. This is called a uh, fishback attack. It's uh, this is actually just a mega bass vision 110 jerk bait. Yep. And then I've, I've applied one of those uh, crank wraps to it to give it that color. It's a pretty, pretty unique color. Um, this is actually the the actual Fritz side that I, I was caught say, the, uh, the good one at Kentucky Lake. Um, I caught several on it. Um, good and, stuff. You know, they just got this is a white crappie square bill. And those are with the wraps on them. Yep, these are all these have the wraps applied. This is another one of my favorites. This is a, another square bill. Uh, it's got the bluegill wrap on it. Good uh, they're, stuff. They're super realistic. It takes like a few minutes if you're if you're careful when you get good at it, it doesn't even take that long uh, you peel them off uh, stick them on if if you have a bait that's not that they don't have the actual template for it you can usually take one that's close and you can you know use a little uh, marker and outline it and then cut them with scissors and it's almost like an art project and <laughs> you can make it you can make them fit any any bait um, stick them on there sometimes if you get a little wrinkle you can uh, put a little heat on it with a lighter or something and then smooth it out They're They're, they're very really good to work with. Um, you That's know, they're, super they're, cool. they're really sticky. They don't, they don't 
come off easy. Uh, you can get them off your baits if, if you decide you want to change it, but you really have to peel it off. Um, and, uh, you know, they're like, I think they're, you know, less than 10 bucks for a sheet of them. And, uh, um, you know, I don't remember the exact price. I think it varies a little bit depending sure, on which sure. one you get, but, um, but, you know, it's relatively inexpensive and you're basically getting like a custom paint job. That's not gonna, Heck yeah. it's not gonna chip or, or anything like that. And you can just do it yourself and you can make bait changes in the boat right there on the fly. So it's I was gonna a pretty say, neat deal. I see like uh, projects happening at the hotel, you know, at, uh, at the end of a you know day or whatever, it's like, okay, I know that they're coming after this one. You know, this is, uh, this is what we've been seeing all the action on. Or like you said, right there in the kayak, if you had to, if you run out, you could, you know, take the five, 10 minutes and, uh, and knock it out real quick and get it, uh, get it set up. That's awesome stuff. I thought, I thought it was a total different product than that. That's super cool. They've got some, uh, the old school wiggle work colors. Uh, Oh yeah. So so some of those hard to find colors, they got them and you just, uh, you can put them on your, the warts that you already have, or, um, you know, uh, it, it like, if you're, you know, a lot of times what happens, what's happened to me before is in the springtime, everybody buys up every red crankbait in the right. tackle shop and yep. you, you can't, you, you want a red crankbait and you can't find one anywhere. Well, then, you know, if you just got a bunch of red crank wraps, you can, you got all the red crankbaits you need. So that's too cool. Love it. Love it. H2 bait design. That's another one listed. Uh, uh, what exactly, what do these guys do? Yeah, um, so that's a that's a new one for me. Um, just came on board this year, and uh, I'm really cool. excited about it. Um, they're located uh, here in Missouri, and uh, they do uh, custom bait design, soft plastic baits. Um, oh, okay. Set, they're set up with full uh, CAD and uh, and the CNC equipment to uh, to do you know the high quality uh, production molds for uh, soft plastic baits, and now they are actually working uh with crocagator bait company and uh making baits uh for crocagator bait company and that's how i actually got tied in with them is it's a it's kind of a um like a, a joint deal i'm going to be working uh with h2 on some bait designs and testing uh to create baits for crocagator bait company so i'm really excited cool. about it um it's a neat opportunity um, I don't have a lot of experience in bait design. I have poured some of my own soft plastics in the past. Sure. So, um, it's something I'm excited to get more involved with. And I actually am yeah. in the middle of working on a bait design <laughs> right now. I have no idea if it'll ultimately end up as a crackagator bait, but, um, but it's pretty, it's, it's coming along pretty good. I'm excited. To, to see how it turns out so awesome man well uh keep us in the loop on that because as that gets closer or when you get a chance to be able to talk about it you let us know we'll do our part uh, to get you on here and let you highlight it and all that good stuff and uh, we'll do a, yeah. a special episode just for that this is actually you, you've probably heard about it but um this is a bait that um that that h2 was involved with that, oh okay uh, that is now a cracker gator bait this is called the shorty the shorty um, yeah it's uh it's a, it's a little it's you can use it for a lot of things uh it's a great great ned i was gonna ned say is it, does, does that tail float head. does that yeah, tail float so 
there's actually a, a video on my uh, I put it on my Facebook and my Instagram not just probably a few weeks ago this this bait in a tank I actually set up my own little tank in the garage to test baits and uh, in this tail when it's sitting still on the bottom this tail just kind of floats around and I mean like just very I mean it, it seems to me this is like exactly what you want in a bait for the winter time especially because the bait is sitting still but you got that that slow subtle movement and right there in their face and uh i mean on a, uh the crocky gator uh the football shaky head or on a, a drop shot or actually it looks really good on the zapper jig just a regular like a a three out three eighths ounce uh finesse jig with that um, oh, you found the video, yeah. Yeah, give me cool. one sec here. I'll see if I can uh, I need just change up a couple things here real quick. Here we go. Yeah, you can see that tail, man. It's just yeah. Like, literally, I'm not moving it or anything. It's just sitting there wiggling, you know, and I'm like, when and I it, saw that, I mean, I was like, wow, that is amazing. Now, is that on a swing head or is that just a rock head? What, what kind of jig well, head is that on? Yeah, so uh, that is actually, uh, this is the, uh, oh. This yeah, I'll get. Bait. I'm back on the little screen, but yeah, that's on the uh, Crocagator uh, football shaky head, the three sixteenths. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, Texas rigged on that that shaky head, and uh, um, I mean, you could put it on a swing head. It, it's great on a finesse jig. Um, good stuff. We're, we're still figuring out all the ways. I actually think it'll be really good, like on a chatterbait or something like that too. So. Heck yeah, man! You're getting me all kinds of cool stuff. I got to check out now. See, that's the problem with doing these is now it's like, okay, yep, yep, yep. I, I That looks like something I should be playing around with. I should be testing that out. You know, out here in uh, Colorado, one thing that I learned, um, and this was so telling, uh, I'll tell this quick story. I get to uh, Pickwick Lake, Bassmaster event, right? I get there and I'm staying with uh, uh, Real Deal himself, Joshua Deal and Dan Krispinski. Oh, Captain Crispy, staying with these two guys, and these two guys are just flat-out hooks, man, and they're from the Georgia area down there. They know what they're doing, and uh, I'm I'm parked under the carport because I was actually going to be sleeping just kind of in the back of my truck type thing at this little Airbnb. It just made it made easier for them me sleeping on the couch, and I'm sitting there rigging up my stuff at my trailer, right on my on my uh, deal, and I got the music on, and I'm going through. And Josh Josh comes around, and and if you if you know Josh, the dude is a mountain of a human being. He's like six seven, three hundred pounds. He's a big boy. I met him at uh, Lake oh. Russell at the Bassmaster National Championship this nice. last spring. So yeah, I, 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 he's a you're you're right. He's pretty he's good a, sized dude. He's a big boy. Well, he comes over and he's looking over my shoulder, and he's he's like. Seriously, is is this normally the size of baits you throw? <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, you know, it isn't always about the size, Josh. <laughs> he starts laughing. He goes, no, seriously, I've got like, I'm throwing baits that could eat the size of baits. And I'm like, listen, I haven't rigged anything outside of Colorado. What I had to learn when I got to Colorado is I had to downsize everything out here. You know, the, the bass is not, you know, the number one species for us out here. And it is a finesse bite. Um, 
we have tons of pressure on what little water we have out here. So when we go bass fishing, yeah, you know, it's uh, I'll throw a finesse jig right in the middle of anything. If it's, if it's weighted enough, you know what I mean? It's like, if I can punch through, I, I try to get away with the lightest weight I can, but, uh, and, and it is fun cranking up a two, you know, two ounce every now and then punching some serious mats, but yeah, so I, that was one of the the big things we noticed coming out here and changing up with our with our Colorado fishing is learning that finesse game. And anybody who knows me knows that that is the weakest part of my of my game is finesse. That is just not my game. I am I am you know two fisted approach. Give me power fishing all day long. That's where I'm going to have the most fun. But uh, so it is it is cool when I see things like the shorty there. Still, I've got the video going over here, and I see things like that. I'm like. Just like you said, it's like I could see that as a trailer, you know, thinning down my profile on a on a on a swim jig or a, or a chatterbait. That's got Ned Rig written on it. It's got drop shot written all over it. And there's so many things you could do yeah. with that thing. Oh, Marty Hughes, he was uh, he was salivating for the Nico. Put it on a Nico. A he, Nico. He, yeah, he had it Nicoed up before you. I think before most people were even able to order them. But. <laughs> that's awesome. That is too cool. Good stuff. And that's, uh, that's through, uh, Crocagator as well. Crocagator bait company. So, that's well, correct. listen, I'm not sure if I, if I missed any, uh, let me go back to your site here to make sure where I'm at. We had, uh, we wanted to make sure to touch on those guys, uh, old town cash and Everhart's Crocagator, crank wraps, dungarees, gorilla grip and H2 bait design. Um, anything new on deck for, for sponsorship for 2023 working on any, well, anything out there? Yeah, um, I mean, the new ones for me were H2, we already talked about, and yep. then I, I, I was lucky I was uh, accepted to be on the, the Old Town Pro Staff, so that's new, and then uh, uh, Cash and Rods is also uh, new, those are all uh, happened this fall, and uh, that's awesome. I'm uh, pretty well, got almost <laughs> completely converted over to Cash and Rods now, and I mean, I knew they were good rods, I've used some of them, um, but uh, I got, I've got a bunch of them now and I, I am so impressed with those rods and it's even better that they're all uh, completely made in the USA. Um, that, right. you know, that was a huge selling point for me. It's a family owned company. Yep. Um, the founder, uh, Dr. Matthew Cashin is, a you know, he's got a PhD and, uh, um, and, uh, basically, uh, uh, I believe his emphasis is in uh, like the molecular. Um, he he developed his molecular own biology. I think. Yeah, his own pre-pregnated um, uh, uh, carbon fiber. That's like wow. basically a sheet, and they build their rods from scratch. You know, right there in uh, North Carolina, they're not shipping their rod blanks in from China or wherever. They're building them from scratch, and uh, with their proprietary uh their own adhesives and uh yep. unidirectional carbon fiber and they're all really high quality rods um they're very affordable rods they now have uh a line called the element series that is uh they're retailing for like 129.95 uh really nice rods for that that amount of money and right. then you can go all the way up to the john cruz signature series uh that run about 245 dollars and uh, you know they uh, they're they're high quality components. They're they're made by Americans right there in North Carolina. Yep. I mean, the, everything about the company is something that I'm proud to represent. So 
that's been really cool for me. And, and I've been, I've been impressed with the rods so far. They're, they're really great. Well, and they're one of the few manufacturers that actually has paid attention to the kayak industry very closely and started building specific, you know, sets for kayak anglers, you know, and yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal too. I, I love when I see companies doing that. That's, you know, there's respect at that point. Yeah, you're exactly right. They've got their own line of kayak rods called the CK series. Yep. Um, you know, they've got, uh, Corey Dreyer and Jody Queen, uh, were very, very involved yep. in the design of those rods. And, um, you know, they, they take the kayaking world very seriously and, and those rods are, you know, they're, they're, they have features that are designed specifically for kayaking. Well, and that's, it's a real deal, man. I'll tell you what, the first, first quarter of my season was learning, you know, the, the necessities of certain types of rods and all of a sudden how important, you know, action was with certain types and from hook sets to casting accuracy to distance, you know, these things, I, I've always said this and I'll, I'll continue to maintain this point is that you can fish from a bass boat and get away with some bad habits. Um, but the moment you step into a kayak, it exposes gear and angler deficiencies rapidly i mean it just you cannot get away with uh you know with with gear that isn't you know can you fish with just about anything sure but to do what you and i do to fish against the guys you and i fish against no man you can't you can't if you want to compete you can either complain about what you see or get beat by it you know what i mean (laughs) it's it's literally that choice and so yeah when it comes to you know because that that missed fish that makes for a bad story for everybody else is like the difference between, you know, a check and no check for you and I. And that's, you know, that's where that gear, you got to have that confidence in your gear, you know, to, to make sure it's there. So yeah, that's uh there, there is a big, big deal when you got manufacturers that are building specifically for our sport. No more of those, those hook sets where you set the hook and then run towards the back of the boat. Right. <laughs> try and keep tension on the line i mean tell tell me you haven't run tell me you haven't walked into a hook set on a carolina rig before (laughs) i mean how many times do you start at the bow and you end up down by the you know the inside the captain's seat down there reeling back on a carolina rig not not happening in a kayak (laughs) rig has been a struggle for me to figure out how to fish that in the kayak it's really hard to cast that in the in the kayak same i'm a big carolina rig guy but that's been a little bit of a struggle yeah i uh i too uh was you know the the longest rods i carry now are for my deep crank uh and actually i do have uh that i i, I discovered it last year it's from from 13 fishing that was that i'm that i'm messing around with uh, one of the muse line it's a seven six rod and that's about the longest rod i'm carrying now on deck i used to have uh from arc rods they had something called the okeechobee special and that thing was like seven eleven. Uh, that thing was just, I mean, a, you know, freaking cane pole out there. And man, was that fun to fish, you know, pitch with, you know, and just, just horse them out of the deep cabbage with that stuff. But that was Minnesota days when I was fishing from a 21 foot, you know, 96 inch wide deck. Not, uh, not so the case inside my limited's wide, but she's not that wide. <laughs> I actually do use, uh, I've got the, um, the cash and core, a rig rod. It's seven eleven. Wow. And, uh, I use that. I have used it in my kayak just recently. And, uh, and Very I mean, cool. it, it works fine, but, um, it's a lot of rod. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that uh, you could hang a flag on that thing as you're rolling down. The, yeah. down you got to watch out for tree limbs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So to end this up here, man, just to kind of bring this to a to a hold here. So you're fishing the All American Kayak Series this year, and you're fishing Moyak. I'm guessing those two. Any other series that you're going to be uh, dipping your toes in? Yeah, well, um, so for me, kind of a, a situation where I'm going to start fishing several different series and kind of see how the season unrolls. And, you know, like like last year, it was my intention on the All-American that, like, if I if I started to do well, then it, you, you're, you, you have a lot more incentive to fish more of the events to try and, you know, finish well in angler of the year standing and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm taking that kind of taking that same approach with the Bassmaster kayak series this year. I'm going nice. to start off fishing it. I, I, I'm planning on going to Gunnersville. Um, I am going, I qualified to fish the, uh, the national championship down on Chickamauga uh, which is just a couple weeks later after Gunnersville, um, and so um, I'm definitely fishing those two. Um, the the problem is with Moyak, which I'm I'm going to be fishing most of the Moyak events, and uh, and then I I want to you know try and fish all American series as well, but you know there's just conflicts, and, uh, sure. and then there's like you can't travel back to back to back weekends. Uh, across the country and still like have a job and, and <laughs> you know, and try to make your mortgage payment and stuff like that too. No and um, so it's like, you have to make some choices and my goals are to, uh, you know, just basically start off trying to fish as much as I can and kind of see how it unfolds. Yep. I am hoping to be able to fish at least five or six of the all American events. Um, and then, you know, Moyak, there's some conflicts there too, but I'm going to try, I'm going to do my best to try and make another run at Angler of the Year in that club. I, I, I was lucky to win that last year or this year, I guess. Um, so, um, wait, wait, then, wait, did I, did I, did you win Angler of the Year in Moyak and the All-American? Yeah. crazy. Good enough. Lord. How did I not know that? I won both of them in the same, basically I, they were announced about a week apart. So it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, my social media just kind of blew up for a little while there, but, um, but yeah, uh, Moyak, I think arguably is harder to win than, oh, than the all American series. Cause we averaged over 80 boats a tournament. And, uh, so, um, well, it's, you know, it's that locals. was a huge accomplishment. It's local sticks on local ponds there. That's more, that's, that's less regional and more local. You know, I mean, if you count count Missouri as regional, I mean, then yeah, it's still regional, but it's, it's people that live down there that are going to enter that stuff that know those bodies of water. They've been fishing it for 25, 30 years. You know, that's, that is, you know, the, there's no joke about that, you know, trying to deal with that compared to, yeah. uh, it's, I mean, look at James Watson, how many years did that guy he'd won at the highest levels and he had never won a BFL event because like he said, he goes, no, these are harder to win than the, you know, the big things are half the time because you are going against, you know, that field of folks that, you know, no, no, yes, your, your level of skilled angler is probably higher at the higher levels, but at the same time, sometimes that knowledge, you know, trumps that, you know, and that's our sport, man. You just, it, it is what it is. So. That's real. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, so, uh, 
Yeah, I don't remember where we were going, but uh, just the series on what we were, uh, what oh, yeah, series what you were thinking. thinking. Yeah. So, so yeah, I want to try to make a you know do my best to defend my title in Moyak, even though I think I'm gonna end up missing one or two events, but. I think it's our best five and we have seven so I can miss a couple. It just, it doesn't give you any cushion to be able to have uh-uh. a bad tournament. Nope. And then, uh, you know, same with the all American series, your best four. Um, I think I can fish four of them, but you know, what are the chances that you can fish four and have all four of them be good enough yep. to win angler of the year? It's hard to do. So I don't know. We'll just have to kind of see how it plays out. Um, I'm also trying to make the old town old town has a deal where, they take for their their current pro staff. Uh, they they uh, there's basically a point system for the national tournaments, and they take their best 15 out of their pro staff to the national team for the next year. And so, right th- for 23, I'm going to be trying to make the 24 uh, national team for Old Town, and that's going to require. They don't unfortunately they don't count the All American series yet, just probably due to the the, the lower boat numbers, but. Um, um, so it's basically KBF, uh, Bassmaster or Hobie. And I'm not, I'm not fishing Hobies out of my autopilot. And, right. um, the, the KBF schedule is for the most part, not, not very conducive for Missouri. And so it leaves me with the Bassmaster events. And that's why I'm going to kind of try to focus on that this year. For sure. For sure. That makes sense, man. You know, in that schedule conflict, that's a real deal. And it's, um, I'm with you, you know, and my, my new canoe is motor powered and it's going to stay motor powered. And when Hobie decides that they want to open up the field to all of us out there, um, and not just make this about a Hobie Mirage drive game, um, then let's do it. You know, I'm, I, I, I told my good buddy who fishes in the Hobie side there, I said, Hey, they open up motors. I know the three of them are talking. If they open up motors, I'm in. If they open up motors and get some diversity in their schedule, I'm in and I'll promote it. You know, it's like, let's, let's do something here as a sport. Let's go. It's time. You know, this is how yeah. we grow, but a little know. bit of a rant, but I just don't get it. How you can have everybody zooming around and practice with their torpedoes and then say the day of the tournament comes and we're all people powered. I mean, it just, I don't, I don't really get it, but um, I'll, I'll tell you what my view on that is. It's a total money deal. Torquedo is a massive sponsor to kayak fishing. So is Newport Vessel. Newport Vessel's making noise and making waves. I own an NK 180 and I'll put that thing against the, the little Torquedo any day of the week. That 24 volt system. Now they drop that NK 300 out there, and man, are they offering that for that level of 36 volt powered, you know, transom thing at around 1,200 bucks? Are you kidding me? I mean, I the there is money. You got Motor Guide that's built a kayak specific. The industry is showing it. Many manufacturers know it. We're going more towards propulsion. You know, so we all know this, but, but Hobie's built themselves and they're very smart. And I think, I love the fact that those anglers can go get paid so well. I really do. I, I mean, it, they're you know, more power to them, but when it just comes to the series, that's my big hang up with them is open this up. I want to see everybody get in there, you know, and then you can start, then I will listen to the, the, the best of the best talk right now. It's, I just don't buy that. Now I'm sorry. There's too many. There's too many other anglers that are being left out of the game here because they don't want to play that, you know, that that pedal only system, you know, type deal. And you know, just because you pedal doesn't make you a better angler. <laughs> it means you're in better yeah. shape. Jody Queen said it best, uh, man. I'll I'll tell you this. And he and I see eye to eye on this. He said when I asked him about the pedal drive, he says 
you know, I hear about the, about the good health thing. And he said, it just so happens that what I love to do is good for my health. He says, but I didn't get into it because I wanted to be that, you know, my health of paddling, pedaling was my first concern. <laughs> he wanted to fish, you know, and that's what I, I've got a local club that I love to death. I love the people there, but they unfortunately don't allow motors in. And I, and I told them that same thing is I love you guys. I love everything you stand for. Uh, I'll promote you all day long, but you know, I just, I'm not interested. I'm here to fish, man. I'm not here just to get strong legs. You know, <laughs> yeah. I like, I like being able to kick my motor on and, you know, tie knots on the way there and check out my maps, you know, and look, you know, as I'm tootling across the lake and especially as a safety factor, I love the fact that when that wind picks up, I'm aiming for shore, you know, I'm tucking in and I can do it quickly. You know, it's uh so yeah, that's, uh, I'm with you there. It's not a rant. I think that's just real truth, you know, and once they open it up, then yeah, maybe guys like you and I can, cause there's a lot of old town guys out there, man, running those autopilots. And you oh, guys, yeah. you guys are hella hooks that I, I would put up against, you know, any, anybody else who's not, you know, running one of those out there be a lot of fun. So, well, listen, man, I can't thank you enough, Chad, for coming on here and introducing yourself to us. One major fact that I want to also make sure to, uh, I would be remiss if we didn't hear the true Patriot outfitters is we wanted to absolutely from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. You are a United States Navy veteran uh, that we didn't, didn't know that until I got a chance to meet you there. And for that, we thank you for your service and, uh, and all that you have done for us. And, uh, and that's uh, you're, you're the motivation, man, of why we're out here doing what we're doing is for guys like you out there. Well, thank, thanks to you for everything and your organizations do for, for veterans. I mean, the impact you have, I'm, I'm fortunate that, you know, um, you know, my service was pretty uneventful. Um, but a lot of guys, um, you know, what you do for them, uh, you, you can't put a price tag on that. I mean, you change their lives and that's huge, man. So, so, I mean, good for, good for you, man. Yeah. We, uh, you know, they, they changed our life, you know, and that's, they make it possible uh, for so many things. And one of the overlying statements that I always get asked about this is like, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I can, you know, we can't pay for this. And I'm like, first off, you already paid for it. Okay. This is bought and paid for. It just hasn't been delivered to you yet. And at the very least, I'm just talking about a kayak fishing trip. This is nothing compared to what, what you guys have given for us out there in uh, the sacrifice that you all made uh, in the, the oath you took to keep us safe. So big goofballs like me can run around the country chasing fish. And I never said I was good at it. I just said I'd do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, brother. Well, listen, I'm hoping to have you back on here. and We're going to be watching uh, you guys. Everybody out there in, uh, in uh, the, the listener land, be sure to go check out and follow his uh, Facebook at chad.davidson. Davison and Instagram at Chad Davison, uh, Chad A. Davison uh, Instagram. Go check him out out there. Lots of cool content. That's where I found that cool little uh, video you were talking about. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, and absolutely go get you some Gorilla Grip gloves because I know I'm gonna. Uh, I'm looking forward to this here. And that's as we're professional hand models half the time, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what people see of us most of the time is our left hand. Yeah, they're they're in every fish picture. They're super easy for me to promote. So. It's a walk in. <laughs> the park yeah yeah i was i was thinking i needed to become a sock you know uh <laughs> pro staffer because my socks are always in my photos <laughs> <laughs> all right brother well, listen thank you so much we appreciate your time here and uh folks make sure to hit that subscribe button for us that is the best way you can support us here on the channel as always folks tight lines and be safe thank you i appreciate it
Fuck! On your face! 